Welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast, a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle. Every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life. Come join us for this exciting journey. And here is your low carb leader and host, Dan Perryman. Hello, and welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Perryman, and you'll join me for episode 67. In today's episode, I am concluding the interview with Julie Fouché. We will have part two. Last episode was part one, and we got to know her a little bit. And today we will get to know her a little bit more. Here's a little bit about Julie. She is an American CrossFit athlete and now a medical doctor. She has competed in the CrossFit Games four times and has placed four times. And she has historically been one of the most successful women in the sport. Across her four CrossFit Games appearances, she has never finished outside of the top five. In 2010, she placed fifth. 2011, she placed fifth. 2012, she placed second. And 2014, she placed third. She was actually a favorite in 2015, but she was not able to compete after tearing her Achilles tendon during the season's second qualifying stage. She attended the Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine of Case Western Reserve University, and she is the host of a top-rated podcast, Pursuing Health. All right, on to the interview with Julie Fouché. So would you you recommend to everybody then to get some private one-on-one before you go to the group? I would say so, or at least um, a small group. So some of them will do an on-ramp that's like maybe three or four people with a coach in a you know, small, non-intense environment. So typically how long is the on-ramp process? Are you, is it like a month or a couple months or? It depends on the gym. You know, every, like I said, every gym does it a little bit differently. Um, I think usually a month is probably typical, um, but some may be a little bit shorter or longer. On the nutrition side of things, I have a lot of friends who are in CrossFit that they kind of follow the paleo lifestyle. Is that mm-hmm. is, is that pretty common in CrossFit, the paleo way of eating, or is that just specific to them? Um, I mean, I would say that a lot of people find paleo through CrossFit. Um, CrossFit itself has a specific, um, their sort of nutrition recommendations, which are eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch, and no sugar, um, and then eat in quantities that support exercise and not body fat and that's from the founder greg glassman and so it's you can see it's kind of aligned well with paleo right um but the concept that we talk about in crossfit is more about trying and experimenting with different foods and finding what works for you so you may not need to be strictly paleo like maybe you can tolerate rice or legumes or certain foods that aren't necessarily considered paleo but they work well for you and support your best health and performance. And so that's, um, you know, that may be totally fine for you. And so I love that approach. Um, and then we also tend to focus a little bit more on quantity as well. We feel like if you, um, really want to be dialed in with your athletic performance, um, focusing on quantity and trying to figure out the optimal macronutrient intake can also be beneficial for you. And so, um, typically that we've, you know, promoted the zone diet or, um, just certain ways to track your macronutrients and then use that as a baseline to kind of tweak your quantities and find out what works best for your body. 
Yeah, I like that philosophy for sure. When you were training for the games, what was your typical day of eating like? I mean, you had to be on a extremely high calorie diet, I would guess. Um, I don't know about extremely high, but I was probably I guess I maybe was eating around like 2500 to 3000 calories a day. Um definitely higher than I need now. I would say I I always, you know, one of the things that I maybe would have done differently in my career is I would have done more focus on the macronutrients. That was something that I did from time to time, but it wasn't always 100% dialed in. And I think it would have been beneficial for me. Um, but I would say I mostly adhered to um, eating real whole foods, focusing on, um, I didn't really, no grains, um, no sugar, no processed foods, no dairy. And then I also later on found that I really did much better without eggs um, and without whey, which for me was a learning process because early in my career, I was eating eggs every morning for breakfast and I was eating, using whey protein after all my workouts. And then once I found out um, how those affected me and took them out, I started feeling a lot better and performing better. So it's all part of the process of kind of self-experimentation and trying to figure out what works best for your body. When you took whey out, what did you substitute like post-workout then? Um, now I use a plant-based protein. It's actually from Puri, um, and it's a mixture of um, pea and rice protein, I believe. And then why did you why did you pull dairy out? I felt off? better. Yeah. Yeah. So the evolution for me was that basically in two thousand January of two thousand twelve, I started. I finally was like, okay, I'm going to try this paleo thing. So I did that really strictly for a month. Um, that is when I really immediately noticed huge impact on my performance and how I felt in all of my training. And so from there, I really just kind of kept out the dairy and the grains or the gluten, I guess, at least, um, and continued on. I started to add things back in like oatmeal or rice um, and then or like quinoa or certain other types of grains. And then um, it was a couple of years later, probably that I finally identified I had done another elimination diet where I had taken out also the eggs in the whey and felt so much better and so that's when those kind of came out of my diet yeah I, I think people should try the elimination diet just to see how they feel doing something different because you know I think you get in this rut it's not really a rut but you get you get where you feel the same every day and you're like well this is how I'm supposed mm -hmm. to feel and then because I know I've tried all these different diets and taken everything out. And when you take some of this stuff out, you, you start having so much energy, you feel so much better. And it's, it's kind of at a level that you, you would not have even have understood unless you took the stuff out. But I think people get into it where they just, they eat the same stuff over and over and they never, they never try to experiment with taking some of the stuff out of their diet. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And I still do it on a regular basis. Actually, right now I'm in like the third week of four of um, just a really, really kind of dialing in my nutrition. And we're doing a nutrition challenge with my online training program. And so it's always good to do it with a group of other people. But I think it's good to do at least once, if not twice a year, um, because you learn so much and you try, you know, I feel great right now. And I'm like, why would I ever go back to like sneaking in, you know, little things here and there that maybe taste good, but aren't as good for me if I feel so good right now. Um, yeah, well, and what, I'm sure uh, I will, but what, 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 I want to know what the answer to that question is. Uh, why, why, well, uh, why do we put it yeah. back in? 
Right. I mean, I'm sure I think it's in part, it's just social pressure and temptations of, you know, you go to an event and other people are, you know, having a drink or eating something and it looks good. And so you try some and then it's a slip, at least for me, it's a slippery slope. So once I start making, you know, an excuse for one thing, it's really easy for it to start appearing on a more regular basis. I call that the, like this tipping point mentality of, yeah, I'm the same way. If, if I give into one thing, then I'm like, well, you know, I didn't eat well today, so I might as well have a drink or I might as well not, not exercise or I might as well not. If I stay dialed in, I'm just so much better off like mentally. It's so true. Yeah. Which is so true. That's very interesting that the way we operate, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, talking about your, your online coaching kind of take us through that. It's, uh, sure. So, um, we're actually in the process of working on a new website, which is not quite up yet, but basically when I retired from competition in 2015, that's when I actually started my podcast and I also started this training program. Um, basically because I still wanted to be really efficient in the gym. I didn't want to lose, you know, I wanted to maintain as much fitness as I possibly could, but I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of time as I went back into med school and then residency. And so I created this program with my husband that is basically an hour long, five days a week. And we're really efficient about scheduling out and we have, you know, warm up and cool down and every minute of the hour is kind of scheduled out for you. So it's great for, for us to fit in whenever we have time during the day. And then for sometimes people that don't necessarily go to a CrossFit gym, maybe they work out in their garage or maybe they're, you know, on a weird schedule and they have to work out late at night or early in the morning when there aren't classes available. And so that's kind of our target is we want to help people just like with food. We want to help people be accountable and not have to stress and worry about their workouts. And so a lot of times it helps. We have these kind of these timers that we created so that basically all you have to do is go in the gym and press start on the timer and it will walk you through the whole 60 minutes just like if you had a coach taking you through a workout because a lot of times that's the hardest part is deciding what to do um and so we administer that through an app called beyond the whiteboard or a website called beyond the whiteboard which i've been working with since i first started so they have all my data on every single workout that i've ever done since i started doing crossfit in 2009 which is pretty cool um, and we, it's really been amazing to kind of get to develop our community and connect with so many like-minded people. Our members are a lot of them very similar to us and, you know, maybe they're working, maybe they're in, a lot of them are in medicine. A lot of them are, um, owning their own business or their parents and they just have crazy lives and crazy schedules. And so it just kind of helps to, to have that online community and know that you're, not alone and have some accountability and support from other people. Yeah. And they can find that. Um, the website for that is called train with com. Okay. Um, and like I mentioned, we're working on a brand new website, which hopefully it should be up before the end of the year. And on that, we're going to have basically a free version of this program, but it will be much more scalable and accessible to people, even who maybe are just starting out with exercise. So it'll be kind of a 30 minute version and it will be much more basic, doesn't require a lot of equipment, um, but just a way for people to get moving and to use, make sure that they're getting some exercise in their regular lives and able to fit it in, even if they don't have time to go to a gym or, you know, jump into a class. Uh, That's a great concept. 
And you have Pursuing Health podcast. Mm -hmm. I think you're on, you just published episode 74, I think, if I remember that correctly. 70, yeah. 70, 70, yeah. So you've been doing it for a year and a half, two years then? A little over two years, yeah. I publish one episode every other week. Um, It's been going about, you know, I wanted to do something where I knew I'd be able to be consistent for my listeners, but also that I would be able to do, you know, during my medical school and now during residency and so I've stuck to every other week and so far it's going well it's also it's been an amazing experience just being able to meet different people or interview people that you already knew but learn so much more about them and then to share that with a wider audience it's been really awesome yeah and I've talked about that in previous podcasts that having a podcast opens up doors to people that you probably really does yeah it's pretty amazing I mean where you can just kind of email somebody and say, I have uh, a podcast and, and they come on your show like you, you. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and I saw you have a huge social media following on Instagram and Twitter. And are you pretty active in, on social media then? I try to be, um, I have to admit it's not something that comes naturally for me, but, um, I do, I value, you know, I'm so appreciative that I've, developed this platform through CrossFit and um, CrossFit itself has a huge online following and so that's really where that comes from and um, I think that there's a huge responsibility then once you have that platform to use it in a positive way so that's what I try to do with my social media. What's your favorite Instagram? Yeah for sure I have Instagram. (laughs) Yeah I just I just looked at it yeah. Nowadays it seems like that's the, the easiest way to figure out what's going on and I think for me Facebook has it's become so overwhelming so I it's it's a little bit more difficult for me to use but Instagram's more manageable do you do the Instagram 